Hello and welcome to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. This show is about artistic inspiration and the creative process. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thank you to all the patrons who make this show possible. To learn how you can join and support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Music. Let's begin. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to episode two of season two of the Greetings from Wherever podcast. This is your host, Brian Wolf. I wanted to start using these intros to kind of give you an update on what's going on in my world. Um, I know if you're listening to this show, you uh, you may be interested also in kind of what I'm up to. Uh, I've been doing these live streams every Wednesday on my Facebook page. That's Brian Wolf Music on Facebook. Uh, it's been great. I had a guest uh, last week, or yeah, this past week, um, named Cassandra Elise, and she was excellent. Uh, it was really a lot of fun. We had some technical difficulties, but we powered through them. And uh, yeah, it was ended up being a really good time. And uh, yeah, this this week's episode for this podcast features Susie Pollard, and she is an excellent uh, painter uh, and photographer from right here in Austin, Texas. And uh, it was really, really great to hear about her creative process. And it's always fun to kind of dive into these things like painting that I, I really don't know a lot about. I didn't even really know what the term abstract truly meant <laughs> before we had this conversation, but Susie educated me on it, and we we got into some really great stuff. I think you guys will like this episode, so please stick around, and um, yeah, check out that live stream too. It's it's a lot of fun, and, um, and I, I'm also recording an EP, so hopefully, you know, I, I'm kind of in this process of putting demos together, and eventually I'll be hitting the studio, and I'm really excited to kind of see all that stuff, how all that stuff comes together. I've, I've got a vision for what I want these songs to sound like, but if anybody out there has ever recorded, you know, you might hear something and, and imagine what it might sound like in a studio, and then you start doing it, and you're like, you follow different leads, and it kind of leads to a different sound, and maybe something totally different than what you imagined, and I think that's a beautiful thing. So I'm really looking forward to going through that process, and, uh, and yeah, I, I think this episode of the podcast is a lot of fun, and I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, I would like to welcome to the show Susie Pollard. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is so much fun. I, we kind of met pretty recently. Really, we haven't actually met, actually, but we, we talked on the phone for a while. We've been emailing because we, uh, we've we been helping our friend Tanya Winch on some stuff with... Uh, social media and kind of online music promotions and you've you've helped you know in, in a lot of ways with that and that's kind of one of your dear friends and and i've become dear friends with her as well and it's kind of how this sort of that's how we got connected which is really awesome and then i kind of learned as we went that you're an artist and you paint and you do all these wonderful commissions and things like that so i would love to have the opportunity to, to really really talk to you about this stuff and kind of how you create and it's so fascinating to me so so thank you thanks for having me yeah um yeah all the i'm 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 ready to talk about all the things <laughs> that's awesome yeah well uh yeah i guess let's start by just talking about like what have you been up to over the last year you know since this kind of covid quarantine started like how how has that affected your art how has that affected your creativity do you feel like it's sort of I know some creatives are just like, 
I like having this alone time and it's kind of nice that I get to like spend all this time on my creativity and others it's affecting them super negatively and I guess I'm wondering where, where you're at with that uh that's a really good question um and I guess that's why you're, you're, you do what you do um <laughs> yeah um I would say you know uh it, it's been such a weird year and I I really am an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert uh want some combination of that so um as much as I do need downtime away from life and people uh I only need so much of it and there's been a whole lot of it uh, over the yeah. past year or so. And um, so I would say, I mean, the first, like when COVID hit and lockdown hit at this time last year, um, I probably didn't paint anything for, I'd say three months, um, just kind of in shock and not really feeling motivated. I'm, if I'm too stressed, um, I try to make myself do something creative, but then really, um, you know, sometimes I'm, when you're so stressed, you just don't have it in you. Um, but then, you know, after we kind of got used to the lockdown, um, I did, uh, I did, I did get back to it and made, um, a couple of really big pieces that I sold, um, which was a kind of fire under the butt to, to keep doing it. And, um, you know, when we were in lockdown, I would take, I've got a big patio and I would just take my canvas out on the porch and, try to get into the sun and, and, and paint. And that was kind of soul soothing. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I know you share some of that stuff on your, uh, on your Instagram stories. And that's been really fascinating to see just the process of like, let's just get this out on the patio and, and kind of do it in the open air. And I think it's cool that you let your audience and, and your, the people that you know kind of in on that stuff like i'm painting today out on the patio and this is kind of how i'm working i think that's really cool and and if people want to kind of see those stories uh your instagram is suzy wee wee right yeah suzy yeah. wee wee the french we yes oh yeah, not as a oh you i oh you i suzy yep. wee wee um yeah i have a lot of uh Frenchy stuff in my uh, social and in my life. I have a master's in French. I was a French teacher. I lived in Paris for many years. And um, so that always kind of drifts in there. Yeah, well, that's that's really cool. And yeah, I know um, I was reading your bio on your website and it sounds like you kind of went to Paris. Um, really, you got hired to be a photographer. Is that true? And then you sort of found art you know, kind of painting while you were there. Is that how that happened or? Well, um, it was, it's, it's a really good story. Yeah, please. It's a really good story. Um, yeah. I, I say of, of, you know, there, so anyway, I was, uh, I, I have a degree in photography, uh, but before we there even, um, digital cameras, you know, for cons consumers, I mean, mine was all like darkroom stuff. And I was working as a waitress and I was completely broke and, you know, uh, living on the coins and under my cushions on the couch. And I, I waited on uh, this guy who owned a photo agency uh, in Florida and he ended up hiring me. And uh, I was just, you know, Whoa, my God, that's great. <laughs> Best job ever. And uh, probably about six months into it, uh, they started opening up offices uh, throughout Europe. And I was just so um, honored to be asked to, to go over there and make that happen. And um, spent like eight months in Montreal. We had an office there uh, and got to practice, 
you know, doing that in, in selling photography. I, I wasn't a photographer, but I was actually selling um, uh, other okay. photography for a stock agency. This was back before, you know, Corbis and Getty, the big guys were, um, had kind of taken everything over. So, um, yeah, so I went to Montreal and get, learned how to speak French with a, a big old thick French Canadian accent <laughs> and then I moved to Paris and uh, it, it it was awesome and I loved it. And I was only supposed to be there for about a year, but um, I was ended up staying for like seven years. And um, then, uh, yeah, I, I started drawing over there. I've always drawn, um, even as a little kid, you know, um, I would just, everybody else was you know, playing kickball or whatever. And I was drawing, <laughs> drawing cool. usually ladies with long, crazy hair. Um, and I start, kind of started doing that again when I was in Paris and, uh, but really small, uh, like watercolors or gouache, which is an opaque watercolor. Um, so they just were little illustrations of happy people drinking tea or reading a book or that kind of thing. And um, just little by little, uh, started doing other other stuff like painting on small canvases, painting my people on big canvases. But then it kind of gradually moved into abstracts um, because I find that to be. Um, am I? Do you feel free to stop me if I'm? If I'm no, no, I've, I'm so fascinated with what you're saying. I guess uh, you know what I would ask is, uh, you know, for my listeners, I mean, what what does that mean when you say my abstracts exactly? Okay. Like, let's go super basic. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I actually no. don't really. I don't really know. <laughs> okay. No, that's awesome. Um, that's no, it's so good to hear. Uh, because yeah, I don't know what people but don't know. So usually, um, an abstract is basically uh, it is complete completely devoid of uh, humans and anything that you can identify. It's, it's basically colors, colors and shapes and forms and uh, textures. Um, and so my people kind of phased out of, they, they were kind of like Tim Burton, gothy, but happy, colorful people. Um, and I love that, but I don't feel like doing it anymore, to be honest. It's very yeah. exacting and, you know, you have to get the eyes just right and the face just right. And, um, with abstracts where it's just texture and color, I can use a squirt bottle and, you know, uh, make a mess and, um, <laughs> scrape, uh, scrape with my scraper and paint and just put textures and colors together so that it, um, I don't know. I think it's more approachable too. not to sound pretentious, uh, but it's more approachable. I think, you know, yeah. people can look at an abstract and, and, uh, you know, it's, it, you can want to buy one because it matches your couch and that's okay. You know, um, or I think that's okay. Probably some people, you know, think that's a stupid reason to buy a painting, but I think it's a great reason to, I you know, I think it's great, especially, especially yeah. if they're buying it from you and supporting your art. Exactly. <laughs> it's gotta be, it's I'm whatever happy. reason is a great reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to, to make, to make somebody happy putting, yeah. you know, a, a painting over their couch that they really like. Um, yeah. Do you find that that's like the, like biggest selling point is like color schemes and stuff with it? Or is, is it, yeah. Is there that element of like, I feel like some kind of mood from this or is there like I it's somehow telling me a story or is it really just not about that? I think it's about all those things. OK, Depending cool. On the person. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good question. Observation. Yeah, I have a 
uh, a friend who um, he's a sailor and um, he bought a painting that it was basically just blues and golds and um, it's abstract, but he saw a boat in there and that really spoke <laughs> to him. And of course the, the blue tones and everything's aquatic. Um, so I didn't put the boat in there, but that's what he saw, um, wow. which was really cool and why he bought it. Um, and my mom, always tends to see, to see stuff um uh, in my in my uh abstracts like she sees like, oh i see a field there i see a, a dock and a guy standing on it like, hmm. and you're like huh i don't know you, if i see that thanks for you, the support mom but i'm glad yeah it's uh <laughs> you you it, it different things work for different people and really some people are just like my my colors in my bedroom are yellow and green and that's I wanted to match that go run with it yeah it can be a little bit more practical like that at times you know or or it can be you know super super deep and they see something that you didn't even intend and I, I think like a way that I can relate to that as a songwriter is you know um I've you know a lot of times intentionally made my songs not super super detailed on like you know I'm going to tell you the story, but it's, there's going to be some element, hopefully of you being able to sort of fill in the blanks and like, you know, what, what that leads to sometimes is people totally interpreting the songs in a wildly different way than I expected, you know? And I think it's interesting because you're sort of, you know, and and the thing is, I, I, I used to like kind of resist that in a way and, and just be like, Oh, like, that's not what I intended. And it's like, I've stopped saying that entirely because it's just sort of like, that's the beauty of kind of what you're saying about this stuff. People can see that they can see different shapes that represent something to them. And, and, you know, and that's a beautiful thing. And people can see or hear different meanings in a song. And that's awesome too. You know, as long as it, whatever the meaning is, doesn't make me sound like a jerk or something, you know, exactly. <laughs> like we're, we're good, <laughs> but just you know, you know, uh as long as it's happy happy good stuff yeah yeah um, yeah for sure yeah, but, but I, I i do love that too i'm actually yeah. little warm, thankfully um <laughs> good i uh i'm gonna take off my big winter hat for the first time today um <laughs> yeah so I, I i couldn't agree more i think that's something that uh I, I think that's kind of a cool side effect of making things a little more abstract abstract whether it's a painting or um a, a song sometimes you write a song you want people to know exactly what it's supposed to mean and sometimes you can just leave it up to them and uh it, it's interesting to hear what feedback you get yeah for sure and you know something that i wanted to ask you too is i had an artist on the uh a painter on the first season his name is rick steinberg also a local austinite um and you know one thing that he talked about is he kind of looks at just things being abstract as sort of a spectrum like he kind of looks at it like like is this abstract enough or is this too abstract and then he kind of like you know tries to find you know some way to kind of balance those two things does that at all like happen for you is there an element of like this is too out there this is too abstract or is is it more of just like uh let me just make what i i like in this moment i don't know how does that work for you uh well, I, um, I, I'm going to be honest. I really, when I, uh, I, I I'm self-taught, uh, I have a degree in photography and, you know, I studied, uh, art history, um, and, you know, design and things like that. But I don't, I, I think I've only taken one drawing class. I've never really studied this. Um, and my goal is not to be, um, I, I had a deep, I had a big argument with one of my fellow artist friends who was saying that art, 
without purpose is not art. Or, you know, if there's not, if there's not a meaning behind it, that's not art. And I said, that's crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's true. Yeah. Sure. I mean, what's art to one person is what is not, you know, another person can think is, you know, terrible and uh, I'm not going to be the one who decides for them. For, for me, I just like making pretty things and putting, you know, cool looking stuff out into the world. And I start usually with, um, you know, I don't go into it going, I'm going to paint something that evokes this uh, feeling. I, 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 I see something cool in a store or online or in nature. And I'm like, oh my God, I love those colors together. I'm going to go make a painting. And I start out, usually I'll start out with three or four colors. And, um, and I know what kind of what I want to do with them a little bit, just kind of, uh, I want it to be predominantly yellow with a little bit of hot pink or something like that. And then I just go with it from there. And that's where it's kind of interesting and why I started uh, posting on Instagram, the before and after and, you know, the work in progress, because it can start out looking completely different than how it ends up. Cause I do layers and layers and layers and, um, I never know where it's going to go. I just know that I'm finished when I'm like, oh my God, that's so fucking cool. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's because, uh, yeah, if, if you know, that's that's what it should, it should be something that I think like you love, you know, and that's the thing. And I think if you love it, other people will love it, hopefully, you know, and that's kind of, you know, but if it's starting from that place, then at least you made something that you love and that's important, you know, and exactly. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And, and that's another thing too. I mean, when it's abstract, I, I, somebody asked me that recently, how do you know when it's finished finished? And I thought, Oh, that's a really good question. I, because I always know when it's finished. Um, yeah. But I will say that this is a common, uh, a common theme with my uh, abstract artist friends is that all of us on a regular basis are, it's almost done. It's, it looks really great. I'm just going to do one more. God damn it. Why did I do that? I totally <laughs> the whole thing up, you know? And, yeah. Take yeah. some discipline. And, then, <laughs> and you have to start, you know, yeah. and then, and then you have to come back from a place of having screwed it up, but usually it ends up, well, actually always, it ends up being way cooler than, yeah. you know, after I've fixed, fixed the screw up. So, I mean, and you, you, yeah, you know when it's done and I would never put anything out into the world that I'm not super proud of. So even if someone says, oh, that one, that thing's cool. I'm like, no, it's not done. Oh, I like it. No, it's not done. <laughs> not done. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's really cool. Um, and I guess I'm wondering, cause you kind of, you, you mentioned sort of, it almost sounds like being inspired by different color schemes that you see or different things and being like, oh, I want to do something kind of using that. Um, and I think, you know, what I'm wondering is like, if you get inspired and you're like, oh, I want to kind of make this thing for me, if I get inspired for like a song that I want to write, I have to record something. I have to write something down or like it's just gone. Like, you know, by the time I'm actually like able to sit down with my guitar and try to write that idea that I thought I was going to hang on to and have for later is just totally gone so i'm wondering if there's any version of that do you do you take notes to try to capture these inspirational moments in your head is there a sketch that you process that no. you have or is it okay yeah no not for me um yeah i basically uh yeah i can see how that i, I i'm sure a lot of artists do work like that but no for me i basically um i saw this 
I saw this awesome quote somewhere. It was like in a, it was in the Metro and it was like a poem of Japanese, like haiku or something. And I, I can't find it on the internet anywhere, but it's something like the artist takes 20 years to study a flower and an hour to draw it or something like that. And I find that that, uh, that's terrible paraphrasing. I, I, I wish I could find it on the internet. It was a really good quote, but anyway, that's kind of how I, I, I work. I, I get colors in my head and I just keep thinking of them and thinking of it. And I don't even try until I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. I think I got okay. it. And then, yeah. uh, and then I bang it out. That's the same way with papers in grad school. <laughs> I would think <laughs> about it and process it and mull it over. And then the night before, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah. very funny. Um, well, cool. I guess, uh, yeah. On your website, um, uh, one quote that's on there that I, I find very fascinating was from Vincent Van Gogh, and you said, "It says I dream of painting, and then I paint my dream." Yeah. I think that's really fascinating, and like really, you know, a lot. A thing you could probably apply to a lot of parts of your life in in ways. But I guess, what does that quote mean to you, and why was that so important for you to put on your website and present? like that i think i think it's basically an extension of uh kind of how i describe the process um i i just you know i'll get something in my head and then i'll mull it over and mull it over and it becomes sort of uh something that i know i'm gonna paint but it, it just hasn't uh manifested yet and and then i paint what i've been thinking about uh and get it on get it on canvas and kind of make it material yeah that's really cool yeah. awesome well uh i was going to ask about sort of influences i mean do you feel like you get influenced by other painters is there uh any element of that in, in your work yeah um for sure when i when i started out uh drawing just illustrating i love i mean of course i love Tim Burton's people. Um, and that kind of turned into anything that was kind of like Edward Gorey, anything that was a kind of happy goth kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then as far as abstract goes, uh, I really like texture and texture. And I mean, anything that's kind of like urban decay, um, like if you, an old barn that's been painted 400 times and you, you can see that over the years it's been rained on and snowed on and then all the colors start popping through and it's there's texture and um it just you can you can feel it even if you're looking at a photo um and there are certain painters who do that i love um gerhard richter um he did really huge oversized uh paintings of where he would just kind of drag and scrape and like put layers and layers and layers of paints and drag and scrape and make uh designs that kind of look like um like maybe I'm going to uh, date myself here, but like for people who remember Polaroids, like where you had to pull <laughs> them apart and um, yeah. Absolutely. And there was colors left on the part behind. Uh, so he, he was, uh, yeah, he's really cool. Or I'm not sure if he's still alive, but yeah, he's uh, got some great work that I've definitely been influenced by uh, Rothko, um, Helen Frankenthaler, um, all the people who do, lots of just colors colors and 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 textures yeah i guess it's it's interesting because you know i'm thinking about being influenced by different artists and like you know for for uh music rather and you know i think um you know for music there's stuff like behind the music you know that's also dating me a little bit you know but 
(laughs) (laughs) You know, there was always stuff like that. And now, of course, like with like Instagram and like Facebook and YouTube and just everything and podcasts, like it's a little bit more accessible than it was at any time for almost any artist, musical artist that you want. I guess is there... Is there as much of that going on in the the like painting and art community, uh, like with kind of be, people being so accessible with their process and and For like sure. kind of things? But yeah, I, what does that look like? Well, I'm finding all sorts of um, people that are making a living. Well, I also don't know. You know, it's really easy on social media to to. Um, to, to, to kind of toot your own horn, kind of fake it until you make it. So I don't really know how, how many of them are <laughs> making it, uh, but there looks like they are and they have a lot of followers and I don't really care about that. It's, it's, do I like their work? Um, I found a lot of people on Instagram, especially because that's face, it's a visual, you know, social media. That's, that's where I find most of my people. Um, yeah. And I've, I've got some local artists that I've, that I am inspired by and uh, you know, people all around the world, a lot of them are doing workshops. So you can do like online uh, online sort of like um, creative, creative uh, inspiration workshops or how to do this, how to do that. And um, how, how to market yourself, how to, you know, hone your process, do your social media, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I, I just find, I find I follow a lot of a lot of uh, artists on Instagram, and I That's find cool. inspiration from that too. It's yeah. daunting, though. I don't like to be on social media too too much, but uh, but you have to, I think, if you want to. Totally, yeah, out. and and yeah. you're spot on about uh, you know Instagram, especially being so visual. Uh, and you know, I think one thing I wanted to mention too, and something that you know uh, Rick Steinberg and I talked about was kind of the need to like if you're going to present yourself online as a, as a painter, you also have to have photography skills to do it well. And it's like, so interesting how those things have sort of blended. You obviously have a background in it. And I think a lot of photography seems to be lighting and seems to be like setting things in the right way and also just getting the right shots. And, and, you know, the fact that you already know that stuff has to be super beneficial you know instead of like somebody being like okay i gotta put my stuff online let me try to figure out photography now like (laughs) well yeah well i'm here to tell you that um daylight daylight on a cloudy day is a really perfect way to do that with no no lighting uh needed you know just need uh but yeah that's uh that's I tell you what, that is a pain in the ass. I would love to have a <laughs> photographer like oh, yeah. here to do all my stuff. And really, um, there are services that do that for you. But um, yeah, I do it all myself. And then it is nice to to get a really good, um, you know, high res, uh, sharp, color balanced photo of your of your work, um, just for yourself for your files. And then also, if you want to make prints, you know, that kind of thing. But for your portfolio online, it's important. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we kind of talked, you know, before we started recording about uh, how you've been doing commissions for people, and I think that's really cool. Uh, yeah, walk me through what that looks like. I mean, somebody does somebody present an idea to you on like what they like in in a piece and some kind of way they or do they like send you a photo of their living room and be like, paint me something? I don't know. Like, how does that how does that work? I have no idea. Um. Well, it depends on on the person. Um, yeah. But so far, I haven't had uh, any. I really. The, the wonderful thing is, is I think with all the commissions I've had, I can't think of anyone who really micromanaged. Uh, they, 
I think that would be hard to work with somebody who keeps revising and one it's once this and once that I, I'd say, I mean, but I'd be willing to, to, to work with somebody on that, but I'd say pretty much all of the people who've commissioned me to do work, they give me a color scheme. I have them do a, a search on Pinterest or online and say, send me things that you like and mm. I can take a look at them all and if they're all completely different from each other I can say what's the thing that you like about each one and kind of draw um you know do you like the feel do you like the colors do you like the pattern what is it so I can understand a lot of people don't know why they like something they just know they like it yeah so trying to get them to explain that to you before you start is um helpful you know so I don't come up with something that and they're like oh no that's not what I wanted at all you know so there's a lot of talking before and it's pretty fun you know they can go on um go online and find what they like. And uh, we talk price and size and uh, they do take a picture of their living room or where they think they're going to hang it, um, which is helpful. And, um, and then I just go from there. And usually I do, when I get to a point where I'm really excited and I would be happy with this hanging on my wall, I send them a picture um, or, or, you know, if they're in town, they can come by and see it when it's not, you know, COVID. Um, yeah. and then, you know, sometimes they can say, love it, but could you put a little bit more green in there? Or, um, that's really the only, uh, that's really the only, um, feedback I tend to get is, could you put a little bit more of this, uh, accent color in there? And, but most of the time they're like, love it. That's great. Yeah. That's that's what I wanted, which, you know, <laughs> knock on wood, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm so, so lucky and glad, but, um, the, uh, the, the, the last one, the tree that I did, um, the, the, the folks, they sent me, they had an interior designer redo their living room and, and they had a color scheme and they had found uh, some online abstracts that with, had the colors that they wanted and kind of the feel that they wanted. But they said they wanted one of my trees and I was like, hmm, I don't really know how that these two things go together. So I drew up some things for them and it wasn't right. And then I thought, you know what? I think I need to come from this from a different angle. Um, Cause there was Royal blue in there and uh, I made the tree Royal blue, but then it looked like coral to me. Um, mm. And so I kind of had to rework it and they trusted me to do that. And it came out, I thought it came out awesome. And they were really, really pleased with it. It was touches of Royal blue in the background and a, you know, a gray tree in the front with some gold overtones on the, just throughout the painting. And um, yeah, I mean, it, that's usually how it goes. People sort of give me free license to to do what I want, but I also, uh, I'm not gonna make someone buy a painting they don't like, you know, if, yeah. it, if it comes out and they're not jumping up and down thrilled with it, I don't, I don't want them to feel like they have to buy it, so. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. I guess what I'm wondering is like, uh, you know, when you do these commissions, is there an element of like, like, okay, they've told you this idea. They've told you they like these colors and they've showed you some stuff on Pinterest that they like and talked about why. And, you know, I guess when you start to kind of put this together, I know you mentioned like you want to love it first and then you show them, is there like a sketch version that you show them or is it just like, let me do this all out and then I'll show you yeah. like, cause I mean, I guess, you know, that's that's really I mean that's really cool I guess you know and I would I think I would I would hate if like 
you know, I was writing a song for someone. I've never really <laughs> done that. But like if somebody was like, I want to write, I want you to write this song about my wife or something, you know, and, and like, here's some details about her. And then I wrote this song and I recorded and I did all that stuff and I sent it to them and they're like, nope. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like that would be so frustrating. Um, and I guess, is that a fear of yours? Like, or is it just like, let's, let's just go with it. And I feel, I feel like one thing that's really great about the way you present this is like your website does have that vibe of like you know you're you're hiring me for my creative view yeah. on this stuff so i feel like you're upfront about that you know which is great but yeah i mean I, th I think that's pretty much what it is at this point um yeah you know i'm pretty confident in what i can deliver uh and we do talk about it a lot and about before i even put the first you know brush on the on the canvas but um yeah, I mean that would be horrible if I finished it and they're like, "Oh God, no, no, that's not <laughs> the worst thing." Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst thing. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I guess it's just I, I so far I've been lucky to have um, you know positive re reactions, but again, I, I'm I'm not going to make someone buy a painting if if they really think it's awful. So yeah. um, you know, or if they're just not a hundred million percent happy with it, I don't, I don't. I, I'm not going to do that. I can always sell it to someone else. True. You that's, know, yeah, it's a good sell point. It to someone else, um, and, and, and try again. But I think with someone who's, I, I think it's really cool because I know that I would not give someone free license on the painting to hang over my, my, my bed or whatever, um, uh, that people do come and say, I don't know what, what looks good, but I know I like these, these colors and I know I kind of want to have something that looks like this and they let you run with it. I mean, that's, that's gotta really be exciting. Cool. That's gotta yeah. be really exciting. And also to know, like there has to be some element of like, wow, like I'm part of their home, like in a way, like oh, stuff, so something cool. I created as part of their home and something they look at every day. There has to be some element it's, of that I would imagine. Right. It's such an honor. And, uh, it's such an honor. And I think it's really cool that, you know, the, um, these things end up being, will end up being passed to family members and kids. And, um, you know, once somebody's had, um, had something commissioned, it, it's important and, you know, it's part of their home. And, um, yeah, I feel a lot of honor in that. And I really, um, you know, I have my own paintings hanging on my wall, but I would much rather sell them. It makes me, it truly makes me happy to sell them. Like I, I wouldn't yeah. want to do this just for myself. Uh, and I'm not saying that in a money grubbing kind of way. Like I, I want the money, but it makes me happy. Like it yeah. makes me giddy when people are like, I want to buy that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's kind of, kind of, yeah, it's, that's really cool that that's, that has that effect on you as well. If people want to kind of find out more about your art or, or anything like that, you know, or, or order one of these commissions, I mean, you've got a great website, suzypollard.com. I'll definitely post the link there. Uh, and then your Instagram is Susie Wee Wee. And then on Facebook, uh, Susie Pollard Fine Art and Illustration. Is that all right? See, here we go. Ruff There's the dog. Woof, woof. There's an <laughs> I think angel. your dog just agreed with me. <laughs> That's right. He's like, woof, woof. Um, yeah, it's all the, the links to social are on my website. Um, and anybody who does want a commission, um, they, I, I do work with different budgets. So if you have a budget um, for what you're, you know, if you're afraid to 
reach out because you think they're going to be uh, a billion dollars. Um, I, I definitely um, can work with your budget. So um, if there's something you have in mind or a spot in the house or, or even just any questions, um, I'm happy to, happy to chat. That's great. That's so great. Um, so one thing that I do ask, uh, and it's kind of become a through line throughout this show, every, every guest I ask the same question, if you could be successful at any other type of art, like, I mean, mega successful, you know, like you're, you're just making bank off it. If you could make that do, you know, do that with any other type of art besides painting, what would it be and why? Um, Hmm. Well, I think it'd have to be photography. Um, I do shoot, uh, I do shoot, uh, but I don't make that my first, my first get my first and, and foremost. Um, I think I am starting to do more, to do more of that, um, to do some, you know, headshots and, and outdoor, um, portraiture and things like that. Usually I've done, um, architectural and uh, commercial real estate um, and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now I'm doing more, more people. Um, so I think, I think the really nice thing about photography, especially shooting, um, you know, humans is that, like I said, I'm an extroverted introvert um, and painting. I really can only do that so much. If I was going to do this full time, I think I'd need to do it in a studio space with a bunch of other people because I just can't be by myself all the time. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it kind of it saps the energy. Um, but and photo, you really you, you're you're one on one or one on you know a couple of family that kind of thing. And I, I like interaction with people. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, uh, yeah I might have to get you to uh, take some photos of of our dogs at some point. <laughs> It's <laughs> something it. that something that we need to do probably they're adorable and it would be awesome to have great shots of them that'd be uh, so fun we do family portraits for, definitely for, for family included yeah absolutely um so something speaking of which i've got a cat coming up over here but uh oh, you might you see him on camera um this is floyd over here if he comes in but anyways uh so uh I wanted to kind of get into these these pieces that you sent me earlier and kind of wanted to focus on and i think they're both incredible um so you know i i don't are they both commissions or no the okay. the, the tree was a commission and i hadn't done any trees in a while i've done quite a few it's i have a floating tree series basically i mean they're on my website uh a bunch of them are on there um and uh, it's basically a, a tree where you can see the roots. And in some, uh, in some of those, I have had um, uh, writing kind of faintly in the background that you can see another, uh, another story that I love so much. I think these are, these are my top two stories. Um, I was, when I uh, lived in France, I was in the Metro and this guy came up to me and he said, uh, he said, uh, would you, you know, vous êtes ravissante, you know, you are ravishing. Would you like a chapter of my novel? And I was like, all right, weirdo, no, no thanks. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I said, oh, no, thank you. And he showed me, he pulled out a folder um, with handwritten, like handwritten. And in Europe, uh, or France at least, they, 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 a lot of the time, uh, recruiters will analyze your handwriting um, to, to see if you're going to fit for the job. And he had this beautiful cursive handwriting. And I was like, 
okay, I'll take the chapter of your novel. That's really cool. <laughs> I still have it. Um, That's cool. And wow. uh, I started just kind of incorporating that into the background of my trees and, uh, and some other abstract paintings that I've done. Um, and yeah, some of those trees have just handwritten um, parts from his chapter, chapters from his uh, novel and things like that, that I, you can't really see, again, you can't really see what they say. Okay. Yeah. You can just see words here and there. Sort of like a texture thing. And yeah, that's really cool. So I guess, uh, did you read this novel? I mean, I guess you can, you can probably read in French, at least uh, I don't know oh, how yeah. fluent you are, but you know, it's, uh, yeah, did you read I, uh, this stuff? Is it any good? <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a, it, it was a novel. On, I actually Googled him cause this was, you know, probably, this is probably 20 years ago, but I Googled him to see if he, uh, if he ever published it and he didn't come up. So I, I don't know if that ever made it out there into the world, but it was a, it, it was analyzing love uh, novels about love. So he okay. was comparing. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty romantic story, right? He just like got on, he said to have a nice day and got on the Metro and I never heard, heard from him again. Whoa, was, it's so crazy that he had such an impact that, you know, yeah. this all these years later, we're still talking about that. <laughs> it's well, so I mean, cool. What a cool gesture is that? I mean, oh, the totally. guy had to be going like, yes, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, put that, I put that in my, you know, in, in the backgrounds of uh, some of my paintings, it, either just the writing, like I'll, I'll do it in cursive on my own. But then sometimes I do incorporate... Um, books um like I'll, I'll rip up old book pages and um put or music and put them in the background of some of my abstract paintings as well that's so um, cool that's yeah, uh, yeah. what a neat idea um so that's that's really cool i with these uh floating tree this floating tree series it's so interesting because you know as a I know like a lot of my family listens to this show and so yeah immediately when i saw it i thought of like my family tree like there's this big yeah. um there's this big like kind of banner that we would hang at the family reunion every year that just has like all the different names and like everything all cool. over the tree and it, it just so reminded me of that and it was it was really cool but i just wanted to mention that in case any of my family's listening like and i'll definitely post these images with your permission of course but of course, uh sure. you know i, I want yeah. people to see see what you're doing um and trees are cool. I mean, Texas, we really have, I, I love trees. I mean, I love, you know, nature is cool. That's kind of a dorky thing to say, but it, it's so true. And uh, Texas has some really cool, um, really beautiful live oak trees that you can see get really gnarly when it's in, in the wintertime, um, the gnarly branches. And I, I love, I love that. So um, I did a, I did a tree and grackle series um, a few years ago. So it was just basically a, a bear, bare live oak tree with, you know, grackles all over it, um, which we see a lot here in, in Texas. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to ask you too, like, I mean, do you get influenced a lot by where you live? I know you've kind of lived a lot of different places is there. Is there an element of that, your surroundings? For sure. Uh, yeah. In Florida, um, I mean, I grew up, grew up in Florida and went to grad school there and definitely was painting a lot more blues, you know, blues, sea foam, beige, all the sea colors and, you know, sunset colors, the sky in Florida is, is pretty amazing. Um, so yeah. And it also, I, I am, like I said, I do like to sell my paintings. Um, and I, I want to make paintings that people want, 
want to buy. So uh, in, in Florida, you know, people, people tend to go for uh, beachy decor. And so I do a lot of, uh, I did a lot of stuff there like that. And here it's more greens and kind of foresty, uh, foresty colors. I would say if I was going to do an abstract that would go in a Texas home or, you know, like the lake. Um, I also tend to go in phases like, you know, I, I went through a pink phase and I don't know if I'll ever get out of that because uh, I just <laughs> love it so much. But like the one behind me um, is uh, really just, I just, I love the color and it's, it's, it's kind of uh, goes back to the eighties, you know, that kind of, those colors are back in again, the hot pinks and yellow and teal and all, all the Pac-Man colors. And, and I love that. Um, and I think I'm really influenced more by texture and I think texture and what's in style than, than anything else. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That's, that's really cool. Um, so yeah, I guess, you know, the, the painting behind you is the one that you sent me, right? The pink paradise one. Is that, yep. yeah. So yeah, that's, it, yeah. It's, uh, that probably got seven layers of, uh, seven layers of paint on that. And I just, I go on there with my, actually, this is kind of funny. The, this, um, I used to paint only with a, a paintbrush. I had 10 million different paint brushes and I would, I would use that. And then I slowly started just trying other techniques and, I bought this tool at, um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a scraper. It's basically you make, uh, when you're making bread, you scrape the bread off of the countertop with this thing. And I love it so much, um, that I don't even like, I, I could only find one. And my friends bought me some more when they, you know, they found them at Williams Sonoma or whatever. But, um, and I also used this two days ago to scrape the ice off my car. So wow, that's incredible. Really good. Yeah tool i yeah. uh you know i moved here from <laughs> from upstate new york and yeah of course everybody has an ice scraper in their car at, at all times you know up there but here it's like i just you know i think i donated mine or just gave just left it at my parents house or something oh, yeah. and didn't think i was gonna need it but here we yeah. are but it's great that you have a scraper for <laughs> for a, a different reason and i feel like that has to give you uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about some of the kind of materials and, and tools that you use. I, I know you sent me a photo of kind of what that looks like and sort of I, my, one of my first thoughts was like, how much of your home does this stuff take off? It has to be like a whole like room or something, right? Am, am I, oh, right? <laughs> I wish I, I, I need to, uh, well, that's definitely on my vision board. Um, have it getting yeah. a, um, a studio for myself. Um, no, I paint, I paint in the, I have a big living room, living room, living dining space. And I paint in the dining space. Basically that's, that's my uh, studio. And cool. um, I get a lot of paint on the floor that I end up having to scrape off, you know, so it'll be good at some point to have um, a warehouse. I, I dream of a warehouse that I can convert wow. into the studio. That'd be beautiful yeah. for sure. So, um, and make a mess and just be okay with that. Um, because I do, you know, I, I, I use the squirt bottle and for that I have to do it outside, which is fine. Um, but basically, um, squirt bottle of water, um, my scraper, I do use paintbrush sometimes. Um, you know, I use a shop, uh, what are they called? Like, um, really thick, uh, paper towels, like shop rags. Um, to kind of squish the paint around to to make it make it do what I want, um, and yeah, 
just kind of have fun with it. That's really cool. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, with a lot of this stuff, it, it seems like you're just kind of playing a little bit, you know, with kind of with colors and having fun. And, you know, I think uh, even on your website, you mentioned the word giddy, you know, which I think is, is really awesome. I do you always, and you know, one thing I also saw on your website too, I want to go back to this is like, uh, you mentioned that being a romantic idealist and a dreamer kind of influences your work. I mean, is there a way that you would say those things have influenced these two pieces that we're talking about today, starting with the, the tree one, is there any way that like you would connect being those things with like how this came together? For sure. Uh, yeah. I, the, the tree um, is, you know, it has kind of a misty quality to it. And um, when I was a little kid, I mean, I, I, I did used to read a lot and um, I, there, I, I remember just these kind of uh, haunted houses you know, that down the street that no one ever wanted to go into. But then one day the little girl did go into it and there was an old guy who lived there in a really cool library and, you know, like an apple orchard with fog and riding horses and all that kind of thing. I, I still have, I love all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and awesome. yeah, for me, the tree is kind of like that. I, I picture it as kind of a foggy apple orchard-y kind of tree that you would see, uh, you know, um, one day while going for a walk in the fog. And then, I mean, that's definitely pretty romantic. And then uh, I think just pink is, you know, I do use a lot of pink in my paintings uh, and I don't think it's necessarily in such, in a girly girly way, but it's, uh, you know, it's the color of love. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, pink and red and all, all those things. So um, yeah, I think that kind of, kind of, I think you can see that in most of the stuff that I create um, with some exceptions. Um, I did a, a, a tape series where I pulled off tape um, and that was kind of my, you know, whenever I get in a funk and I can't, can't do anything that I like. I just try to do something completely different and see what happens. Usually yeah. good stuff comes out of that. I don't know if you do that with uh, music where you're like, ah, oh, I'm in a funk. I'm going to write something weird and see what that does see the job out of it i you know it's interesting i found that when i'm in a funk uh which thankfully i haven't been in a while but knock on wood uh you know uh you know things i've been able to stay creative uh especially kind of once as as you mentioned earlier i kind of got used to like being at home all the time and stuff like it's 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 not something that i love in any way i i really kind of despise it but it's something that i kind of got used to the circumstance and uh started to be able to create and i've been able to do that since but i think part of what that what led to that and something I'll, I'll keep going back to is there's this book called the artist's way have you read that oh, one yeah yeah, yeah oh fan- fantastic book and uh one thing that one practice that she prescribes is these morning pages yeah and i think that that's something that really did help me kind of get those creative juices flowing and something that i'll i'll even it doesn't necessarily have to be in the morning for me like it's i know it's like kind of the best way to get that free flow thing for a lot of people but for me it would just be let me just free flow write a few pages of just whatever my thoughts are and i, I found that that is such a great tool of like because i think my biggest problem when i when i have these funks where i can't write for a while is this like 
this like self censorship thing where I'm just like, oh, that's not that's not good. That's not going to work. You know, right. That's that's dumb, you know, or something or, ridiculous or, like that. Something like or if you think I want to say this, I want to write this or I want to paint this. Um, sometimes going into it with a, you know, with some sort of an objective it, it, that actually makes it harder. And with the morning pages, yeah, for sure. Just writing and writing stream of conscious. It's helpful. Yeah, because, you know, the whole idea is that you don't censor any of your thoughts on it. You just let it go. And, like, nobody's allowed to look at it. And you probably shouldn't even look at it later. Like, yeah, it's write just, it, leave <laughs> just it alone. Yeah. Write it and go. And I think that's kind of one of those things where, you know, when I'm, when I'm starting to write a song, you know, it's the best thing I could do is treat it that way and just let it all come out. And then I can edit it later and, you know, kind of pare it down. But it's something that, at least I have something to work with, you know, as opposed to like just thinking, thinking it's garbage up front and never writing it down or never recording, you know, that's no good. That's just not the way to, to be productive. And I think ever since I started to do that, that's helped a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, um, it's really cool. And I feel like it's so interesting with you kind of talking about, uh, sort of like adding that extra thing to a painting and like being like, Oh, that kind of screwed it up or whatever, you know, but I can probably fix it. You know, I think yeah. that's, that's so cool. Like, have you experienced that recently? Uh, is that something that ever stresses you out in a way, or is it just like kind of, or is it like kind of making a wrong turn on, on the highway and you're just like, okay, I'll, I'll just get back on the highway. It's fine. <laughs> um, well, it, depends on how big of the screw up it is, I guess. But um, yeah. sometimes I'll put a swoosh and I'm like, God, no, why did I do that? It was perfect and I should have <laughs> left it alone. Um, and, uh, but it's all fixable. Um, and, you know, it's not life or death, but I, yeah, yeah, I do get frustrated at myself. Like, why the hell did I, it was perfect. I shouldn't, there's a saying like a good artist always knows when to stop. And, um, I don't know if that's true necessarily, <laughs> or, or um, maybe you put that swoosh in there that screws things up because you know that you're not at a stopping point yet, I guess. Um, and, and I think that's probably what it is for, for me. And, you know, I've asked that on social media, like anyone else do this? And they're like, Oh my God. Yes. You know, yeah, that's funny how, how many people can probably relate. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the whole, thought of uh you know and i can relate to what you're saying too in, in songwriting or especially like when recording it's like you know you add all these things and like you sometimes add too much it's like oh those bongos definitely don't need to be there that sounds ridiculous now and it's like you know you spend all this extra time you know but it's it's a little bit less permanent than painting you know it's like sort of a thing yeah. but it feels like it's cool to know that you can fix those things in a way especially with these kind of color schemes and and i, I and it's cool i think even before you mentioned like it comes out even better <laughs> because of it yeah you know, well that's what i was gonna say like <laughs> um nigel agrees um <laughs> i think uh yeah i think sometimes you have to see you know try it with the bongos to to know that you don't like it um, that's true or uh, put that swoosh there and and make sure which it sounds silly but when 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 a big part of your work is texture you know it, you know i can get really jazzed about this cool texture going on in the upper right hand corner and if and, and if it looks kind of muddy 
in the middle, I got to do something to fix that. So it's just one of those things you don't, you don't know until you try to do it. And I've, I've actually worked with some friends who wanted to, to do some painting and learn, learn some um, techniques. And they were doing the same thing too. Like, God, I love that swoosh, that thing that's going on right there. Don't touch that. You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. That's really cool. That's really cool. So, yeah, I I also wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, part kind of going back to like how you present yourself on Instagram and your work. Um, You know, I think something that's, really cool is you know you take your paintings and sort of put them in like a living room setting you know and i think that's really awesome i don't know if that's something i don't know if that's like one of your rooms or if that's just something you find online and kind of photoshop i don't know how that works but it's uh it's really it's a cool idea and i think something that makes me think like oh like that's maybe how that would look in my house <laughs> which is cool yeah, is that, that the idea that's the idea um yeah. I mean, I do have a marketing background. Uh, you know, I'll be honest. I, I, I it would, it's in my dream plan, uh, vision board to be, you know, to to make a hundred percent living um, selling my paintings. But I've always done um, marketing or some sort of a day photography, some sort of a day job. So I learned it's, it's which has really been helpful uh, in in my own work because I've know how to do things for other people, um, and then I just apply the same same you know. Same things for my own for my own work. Um, I so, to, to answer your question, some of those photos are are in my house, but you know I don't have uh, not all my walls are white. Uh, it's it, it, I don't have the best lighting in some of the rooms, so I do Photoshop. Um, and also, I don't live in a palace. You know, I I, I, I want to <laughs> keep uh, putting different rooms out there. It would be the same room every time. Uh, yeah. My house, but no, I, I Photoshop, um, and I think that's really helpful because. You know, if I just put, I do put close-ups sometimes so people can see what the texture is, but um, I find it really helpful so people can, you know, get an idea of what it's going to look like in their house. And it gives you an idea of scale. Um, so if it's, you know, ginormous, um, the, they know that. But, and it's kind of fun to find cool backdrops for your paintings. And Absolutely. Um, yeah. One thing I noticed with the the pink paradise one um is that you know for one of your photos you chose like a kind of gray kind of dark gray room and that one is hanging and it's just the contrast of it makes those those colors pop so much um and i think that's that's really cool it kind of made me think of like when a song sounds happy but then you start reading the lyrics and you're like you know oh like like, this is not you know kind of it's kind of like playing with contrast in a way i think that's really cool (laughs) you know yeah Yeah. that's happened so many times before you're like oh this song is way darker than i thought very dark yeah it's like it sounds so happy those chords are wonderful yeah and like oh god yeah um yeah well i actually i think it just if in that case i think it just kind of gave it more depth and hey here's here's something um here's something that you could do with it that you know um you may not have thought of. Um, so I tried to kind of showcase the photos and or the paintings in a in a place that I think I would like to see it. And um, yeah, I do feel like it gives people a better idea of what they could do with their paintings or, um, you know, how it might look in a room. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, is that kind of, you, you've mentioned like a vision board a few times. Is that like, is does that like, kind of fall under that umbrella of like where you envision these paintings being hung? Like, do you huh. have that in mind? 
Do you, do you know what a vision board is? I'm somewhat familiar. It's it's okay. kind of like, you know, you put different images of things that you want to have happen in your life. Is Am I yeah, onto something yeah. there? Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, Austin is such a woo-woo vision boardy kind of place that um, I just assume everyone knows, but not everybody does, does know. Uh, for me, I think it's kind of like the morning pages, um, but a with a little more intention. So uh, the goal of a vision board being, you know, if you can either clip stuff out from magazines or, you know, things that you find, it could be digital. Um, I prefer tangible, like, you know, paper. Um, and if you're looking at it every day, it's easier to focus on what you want to draw into your life. Mm. So, uh, you know, a lot of people do like um, poster board or some sort of a, a, a cork board in their, on their wall where they can see like, a house in the south of France that would be on mine. How um, <laughs> cool. the house in the south of France, uh, or you know that warehouse studio space. Um, so you can kind of focus on it and um, and put energy towards that. Um, so that's kind of what I meant by vision board. But um, you know that could also uh, sure. I mean that that's definitely those photos that I you know create with my artwork in there that definitely could be with the intention of having someone, you know, draw it into their place. And, and yeah. Uh, so it's like the hope that it's almost like someone else's vision board. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. They see yeah. it and they're like, Oh, like I want yeah. that. I must <laughs> yeah. have this painting and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to thank you so much for taking the time and kind of walking me through your creative process. It's so exciting to hear that. And, you know, it's it's something that's always fascinated me, especially about mediums that I don't know a whole lot about. I think it's even more fascinating in that way. And I think uh, it's so cool to hear you talk about uh, painting and, and kind of how this stuff comes together. And I, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much. And uh, I mean, that's nothing compared to you guys writing songs out of virtually nowhere. I I'll never have that talent. And I'm constantly <laughs> amazed by that. So, um, well, it's, it's, for... it's just a different thing. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's any better or worse. I mean, that's kind of something that I'm, I'm, uh, you know, learning and, and, you know, gaining so much respect for so many different types of mediums, because it's just like, it's a whole world that I don't understand. And like, it's not like something where I could just be like, Oh, I'm just going to paint today and do what you, you do. Like, you know, it's like not, you know, it's not, it's, it's something I could explore and like improve at and all that. But, you know, to learn more about like the textures and like yeah. kind of, you know, different color schemes and stuff like that. I just feel like that's something. It's a that rabbit hole. What's that? It's a, it's a rabbit hole of information and you just keep yeah. going down and down. Yeah. And I think too, that, um, you know, if you're a creative person, you tend to be, you tend to dip your toes into a bunch of different, uh, mediums. You know, I love to sing. I love to paint and photograph and, you know, there's probably more that I'm forgetting. Oh, d decorate, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, I think doing one is helpful. You know, it can inspire you in the, in the one that you're best at or most focused on for sure. Yeah. That's so maybe really you cool. should try to paint. Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> maybe I'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, well, do it. Well, thank you so much. And I, I just want to say have a great weekend. And uh, I can't wait to put this interview out there and uh, hope that, um, yeah, I, I think people will like it and get a lot from it. So thank you very much. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. To support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Music, or just like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.